if you were pressing one, now will bring you in for prayer. Amen. There's nothing wrong for seeking prayer and seeking uh, someone to pray for you. Amen. You want somebody that can pray and get a prayer of. Amen. You want somebody that can pray and get a prayer of. Amen. So we're going to encourage you to do that. Um, just press the one, and uh, I will bring you in for prayer. We just thank God for this day, a day that we haven't never seen before, and he's just an awesome God that he allowed us to wake up this morning and started us on a new day. Uh, it's a blessing to be alive. It's a blessing to be among the living. So we got a lot to be thankful for. We have to thank God. I put on my Facebook page today a, a prayer that said, you know, we have to not always just ask God for something, but to thank God for what we already have and what he has given us. So, you know, we need to be thankful. We need to be grateful and thank God for what he's already done for us. You know, that son said, if I can't say nothing but wave my hand, I'm going to wave my hand. I'm going to wave my hand. I'm going to say thank you, Lord. I'm going to wave my hand and say I'm grateful and I'm thankful for what I have. So we got to do that. We need to give God all the praise, all the words. We ought to give him all the thanks because if it wasn't for God, where would we be today? Amen to God be the glory. I don't see anybody with the hand raised for prayer, so we're going to keep it moving. Amen. And I'm going to open us up in a general prayer. Lord, we thank you for this day, God. We come as humble as we know how, Lord. We repent of any sins that we have done, known and unknown. We ask you to create in us a clean heart and renew a right spirit in us. We ask you to transform our mind to the mind of Christ. Help us to walk in love. Help us to talk in love. Help us to live in love. Help us to love each other as you have called us to love those in the household of faith. Lord, we ask you to help us on this Christian journey. We need you every day on this tedious journey. We need you, Father. We're living in perilous times, Father. And we ask you to help us on this journey, Lord. Father, we just pray a covenant over everyone that's under the sound of my voice, all of those that will come under the um, and listen on demand. We ask you to cover them under the blood of Jesus from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. Cover them, protect them from all harm and danger. Lord, we thank you because we know that you are a deliverer of your people. We know that you are a healer of your people. And, Lord, we thank you that you are all that we could uh, ever think of. And, ever have in our life as our Savior. We thank you, God, that you are the one that came and, and died for us, that we might live and have an abundant life. We thank you for eternal life through the Son. God, we thank you that you're able to do just what you said you can do. We thank you, God, that you're a promise keeper, that you're a way maker. We thank you for providing everything that we already have. Help us to be content wherever we are right now in our life, whatever we have in our life, help us to realize, Lord, that life is not just stuff. Help us to see, Lord, that living a simple life with less stuff and being grateful for what we have right now is a blessing from God. Let us count our blessings every day. Let us count our blessing that we're able to get up, able to walk, able to talk, able to see, able to hear. Because some don't have those blessings to be able to see and walk and take care of their own self. But you have given us that. And help us to be grateful and thankful unto you for all of your blessings. Help us to give thanks in all things, oh God, in the name of the Father and the Son. We thank you right now, God, that you are able to heal us. We thank you that you are able to deliver us. We thank you that you are able to provide. We thank you that you are able to, to do what you 
know best for our lives because you know what is good for us. You have a plan for our lives. We thank you, God, for your plan for our lives, God. We ask you right now, Father, to cover all your leaders of your ministry all over the world under the blood, supply every need for every ministry, supply every need of every person under the sound of my voice, whatever it may be, whether it be spiritual, mentally, mental, or physically. We ask you to supply that need even now. Meet them at their point of need even now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We give you honor and glory for it right now, Lord. We pray that you will save souls even now all over this nation for your glory. We pray that the U.S. of A. will come back unto the Father which was created on. We ask you, Father God, to, to, to bless the people, your people, in a mighty way, Father, in the name of Jesus, oh God. Help those who are struggling, those who are barely making ends meet. Let them call on your name. Let them call on you in prayer. Let them keep the faith. Let them keep believing and know that you are able to supply that very need, but you got to just trust in the Lord. You just got to believe in the Lord. You got to know that God can do just what he said he can do. Don't turn from the faith, but keep in the faith. Keep believing God, for he is a supplier. He is a uh, God that cannot lie, and he is a promise keeper. He's a way maker. He's your light in your very darkness. Call on his name. Stop calling on all these other people, all these other things, and this worthy way of doing things. But call on God, on his way, his kingdom way. Call on him, and he will make a way for you. Lord, we thank you for making a way. For your people all over the nation, whatever they need, Lord, we thank you for making a way. We give you all the glory, all the praise, and all of the honor. In Jesus' mighty name, all these things we pray, amen, amen, and amen. To God be on the glory. What a good God we serve, amen. The message today will come from First Samuel, the 17th chapter. In the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about being in the right place at the right time. And today, um, we're going to talk about David. The first first part of in the right place at the right time, we talked about Esther and how God used Esther, a woman, she was a woman, and he used Esther to save the generation of the Jews. So, you know, we thank God for his word, allowing us to see that God used women, that God put women in positions and places. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the women, if it wasn't for the grandmama that prayed and the mother that prayed, where would some of us be today? So that was a powerful mission. We want to encourage you to go back and listen to the first part, part one of In the Right Place at the Right Time about Esther. The second uh, part of, of In the Right Place at the Right Time, we talked about Joseph and how Joseph uh, preserved and saved the life he had because uh, God had put him in a place and a, it was a great deliverance that came by Joseph being in the right place in the right time. So today we're going to talk about David. I tell you, I, I, I love David. Uh, David um, was a man after God's own heart. He was a man that loved God. David was one of those that knew God from his valley experience. I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm like David. I, I know God from, uh, from my valley experience. So I want we're going to talk about that today. And I title of our message will be in the right place at the right time. And we're going to see how God, you know, sometimes God will use the least of them. 
those that people look down on, those that people think is nothing. Uh, God would not call them. God would not use them. They're not. Um, they're not that type of material to be a prophet. They're not that type of material to be a prophetess. They're not that kind of material to be a, a pastor or a teacher or a preacher of the gospel. But God will take the least of them, the people that you think that he would not use, and he will use them greatly. And when we look at in the right place at the right time, we see God use Esther, a woman. We saw how uh, God used uh, Joseph, when his family thought he was um, he would not be in that place, they didn't believe in his dream. Uh, it was his family that came against him. So I want to encourage you to go back and see how God used Esther the woman. See how God used uh, Joseph to save his family. And now we're going to talk about David. And I'm going to read the scripture first, Samuel. I'm not going to read all of it, but I do want to encourage you to go back and read the entirety of the chapter for yourself. Uh, I'm going to start reading at 1 Samuel, uh, uh, I'm in chapter 17, and I'm going to start at verse number 20. And David rose up early in the morning and left, and left, er, excuse me, and David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with the keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to the fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistine had put the battle in the array, army against army. And David left his carriage in the hands of the keeper of the carriage. And he ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Garth. Goliath by name, out of the army of the Philistines, and spake according to the, the same words, and David heard them. And all of the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that is come up? Surely to the fire Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich him with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. And David said to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? that he shall defile the army of the living God. And the people answered him after his manner, saying, so shall it be done to the man that kills him. Amen. We're going to stop reading right there. But as I said earlier, I want to encourage you to go back and, and, and read it. Here we're talking about being in the right place at the right time. And I'm just going to kind of tell the story, amen, uh, David. David was sent by his his uh, father Jesse to take food to his brother and to take um, roasted grain and bread and cheese to his brother uh, to um, the battlegrounds. I would say the battleground of the battlefield. So when when David gets there, uh, as we I just read in the scripture that the Philistine, which was Goliath, was the final army of God. 
the army had became fearful. The leader was fearful. Um, the the Bible tells us that um, he taunted them every day. He tormented him, the, the army of God, every day. So probably about 40 days, he tormented uh, the army of God. Well, here was David. And I want to take a little few minutes to talk about David. David, in the scripture, it tells us that David uh, knew God. And David knew that uh, the power, I would say the power of God, because he had experienced God's deliverance in um, the valley. Um, he had seen God give him victory in the valley. Um, he was the the ruddy one, if you would call him. He he was probably considered the least of them. Um, he was the one that kept the sheep. He he was smelling like the sheep. Um, he didn't look like he was that warrior. Um, but David, in the wilderness or down in the valley, he had defeated the lions and the bear. God had given him um, that strength. To, to, to kill the lions and the bear. So David learned how to be a warrior down in the valley. You know, a lot of times we don't want to go down in the valley, but that's where you're going to get your anointing because it's going to cost you something. It's down in the valley that you truly learn who God is and you learn his power, uh, what he can do because he's a mighty God and he's a God that don't never lose a battle. But as David goes and he gets in the place and he brings all the food and all the stuff and I just read the scripture on it that uh, David uh, wanted to know you know what what is the man going to get that's going to uh, defeat this giant what what he going to get if he, if he killed the giant so they told him what all that he was going to get but I believe that the, David was divinely fit to be in the right place at the right time to defeat this giant. God needed somebody there that was not shaking in the boots. <laughs> they were not shaking in the boots. And so we know that David was not shaking in the boots. <laughs> I want to give a testimony right quick. Lord Jesus, help us today. Um, and I'm, it's, it's, it's on me. But I, I, as David was sent, at the right time, in the right place, in this battle, and on this battlefield, the war will be won. Well, when I was down deep down in the deepest of valley, I had visited Elder, and uh, Elder got me connected to my leaders that I have today, Apostle, Apostle Yvonne, right? And uh, she connected me to this leader. At the right time, at the right place. And when I met Apostle, I, I, to be real with you, if I, can I be real with you? I um, didn't know much about ministry at all. Uh, I didn't understand um, the, the, the deal with the prophet. I'm going to be real with you. I didn't know anything about that. Uh, I, it was a lot of stuff that I did not know. But I believe that God has sent this woman of God into my life at the right time, at the right place for my deliverance. Now, I believe that God has sent David 
to the place of the battle that the Israel, the army of God, could be delivered. Because it was a critical time for Saul in his, in his army. As apostle came into my life, and she began to minister unto me. She brought deliverance into my life at the right time and at the right place for me to be delivered from the thing that I was coming, coming against me down in this valley. There's a very deep darkness of the valley. Because, see, God knows who can pray for you. He knows who uh, will go before God before you. Now, this woman of God is a very powerful woman of God and a very big giant in the spirit. Now, if I had not been in the right place at the right time, if Elder had not connected me to this woman of God, I could still be in the valley right now. I could still be going to church. I could still be working in the church. I could have been doing all those things, but I would have had my life would not be where it is right now today. You know, because Saul was shaking his boots, as I say, <laughs> because Saul was shaking in his boots and he was afraid. You know, he, he was he was full of fear of this giant. And because he was that way, the whole army was shaking in the boots. Everybody was shaking. Everybody was afraid. Everybody was deeply shaking. shaking. The whole army was full of fear because their leader was afraid. Now, I do believe that you must be in the right place at the right time with the right leader. It's very important for us to be in the right place and at the right time with the right leaders because it's under the right ministry and right leaders that you will be delivered and set free for whatever comes against you. That's why I am where I am today. It's because Apostle, Prophet Yvonne, and Elder had connected me to them. And pastor. And deliverance. I came out the valley, y'all. I'm a living witness. I come out the valley. And I came out in my right mind. But what if I had not been under the right leader? What if I had not received that leader? What if I had not just said, I'm going to fight it on my own and be able to have a long range of spirit? You know, I got another testimony about that. Being in the right place at the right time. Before I even met Apostle, God had, I say God did it. <laughs> <You know? laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you. I'll be real with y'all, okay? <laughs> it was a drunk man. He was drunk as a skunk, y'all. When I said drunk, <laughs> I'm talking about so drunk, he was just like wobbly drunk. He was just that drunk. And see, I was still down in the valley. I was down in the deepest of the darkness of the valley. And so this drunk man that I didn't know and didn't know me, he spoke to me and said, if you try to win this battle on your own, you won't win. And he stumbled, he stumbled his drunk self and went on where he had to, to go. And it's 
be proud of God. And I said, Lord, did you hear what he said to me? <laughs> but he was telling the truth. I could not win the battle on my own. And as I said earlier in my testimony, I didn't know nothing about no truly fight. You know, you know, um, and I, I didn't have no uh, leadership really to help me to get where I needed to be. But thank God for apostle and pastor. Thank God for Elder and all of those on the team. People that will pray with me. People that will fight for me. Those that can preach uh, preach and bring forth a word that will bring healing and deliverance. See, a lot of times we're in the wrong place at the wrong time. We're not under the right leaders. And I'm not kicking the print. I'm just being real with you. I'm just telling you what I have experienced. Is that if you're under the, if your life, let's put it this way. Can I give it to you this way? If your life is not changing, if you're not winning any battles, if you're going in the same church house every Sunday and coming out the same way, something is wrong. Because I always say there's no way that you can come to God. And you could come to Jesus and your life not change. Now, I do believe if I had been in that same place, I would still be right there doing nothing for God. Life wouldn't have changed in the same situation. But God had somebody in the right place at the right time for me. My leaders that I have today that I love dealing because they have done so much for me. And they are teaching me the way. Well, you know, you can be no more than who your leaders are. Because whatever's on your leader is going to trickle down to you. Whatever's on them, whether it's good or bad or ugly, whatever's on them, it's going to trickle down to you. It's just like this army. It's like Saul. Saul had lost his faith somewhere. It had went somewhere. So the whole army didn't have any faith. The whole army was shaking in his boots. The whole army was afraid of one man, Goliath, that taunted them every day, tormented them every day. God sent forth David. And at that time, David was 14. Right around 14. Yeah, 10. He was a teen. And God sent David to fight, and the whole army, I just believe it. Because, you know, this giant was tormenting them. You know, a lot of times we're in places we are tormented. A lot of places we are mistreated, lied on, talked about, and all those kind of things. But you got to have leaders that say, I, I'm, 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 I'm going to pray for you. Leaders that say, I'm going to, uh, you know, keep you in prayer, keep you lifted up in prayer. But leaders that can show you and tell you what to do, how to deal with the situation. You know, David stepped right in and said, you know what? I'll fight this Philistine. I, I, I'm going to fight him. I'm going to fight him. You know, I always said David was a giant slayer. <laughs> David was a giant slayer. David did not fear anybody but God. You know, we can't fear nobody but God. Nobody but him. We can't fear no man. We The only person we can fear is God. Because he says, in a way, I don't give you a spirit of fear. I give you a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. I don't give you fear. But how can you get there if you're under the wrong leaders? 
he get there? Saul was a leader. And because Saul was afraid, the whole army was afraid. The apple don't fall from the tree, as they say. And he was their leader. And they were afraid. And so therefore, whatever's upon your leader going to trickle down to you. Ain't no way. Whatever else, if they live in this sin, all that fool is there, it's going to trickle down to you. If that life ain't right, yours ain't going to be right. How can it be right if they ain't leading you right? You got to have somebody to lead you right. Because when fear comes and different things come in your life, you're going to need somebody to lead you. You're going to need somebody to encourage you and all of those things. But David comes, and of course, you know, everybody's going to come against him. His brother's going to come against him. You know, and in other words, I'm paraphrasing what, what you're doing here. You know, David, what, what I'm doing to you, in other words. And, um, and, 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 and the story goes on. But the story says that when David had went to Saul and, and and told Saul that he would fight the giant. The giant had, he had he, you know, the giant thought he was bad. He thought he couldn't be defeated. He thought he had all power in his own hand. He thought he was bad. He was, thought he was bad to the bone. He thought he was the one that could feed anybody until this little boy named David came along. You know, the word tells, and I'm going to see where I'm going to read it at right here. Let's read it right here. Uh, 1 Samuel 17, I'm going to start at 43, and it says, And the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog that thou comest to me with a, a stake, looking at him as the least of them? And the Philistine cursed David by his God. And the Philistine said unto David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh unto the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said unto the Philistine, and look what David said. Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a, a shield. But I come, what did David say? But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the honor of Israel, whom thou hast defied. And this day will the Lord deliver thee unto my hand, and I will fight thee and take thee thy head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and do and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Now David was the least of them. I say the least of them. That time when he saw David, not only did he uh, curse him by the by his God, but he spoke words, and when he spoke those words against David, those words that he spoke came against Goliath himself. You know, we got to be careful with our words. We got to be careful who we come against. You know, the words that touch not God's anointed and do his prophet no harm. Now, Goliath knew and felt in his own heart that he was going to destroy David. He spoke the words, but the very words that he spoke was the very word that came upon his own head. David, David uh, uh, defeated this giant. But you know one thing about David? The Bible says that when David went to, to meet Goliath in the valley, where they were, the army of God was on one side of the valley, and the uh, 
Goliath and the Philistine was on the other side. So they had to go down in the valley in order to fight. And, and, and the, the Bible says that when David ran down in the valley, he had his, his moonstones, stones, he had his slain and everything because he refused to, to wear the armor of Saul. And so when he got down in the Bible, Bible says David ran down in the valley. <laughs> Why, Lord, David? <laughs> David said, yea, though I walk <laughs> through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff shall comfort me. See, David, when he ran down in the valley to fight, he didn't have no fear because God was with David. That's why he can say it. I don't know about you, but I can say it myself. Yea, though I walk through the valley or the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because God is with us. No matter where we are, whatever we're going through, God is with us. And we can stand as David said, in faith in God and trusting in God and know that God will deliver us. He will deliver us, and he will send people to fight with us in prayer. We won't be defeated. You know, I heard somebody say once, uh, you may lose some of the battles, but you sure won't win. You sure won't lose the war. Now, we as believers, we always win, as Apostle would say. We always win. No matter what we're going through, we always win. And that's a power for David to be a little boy and run into battle. I'm going to run down in this valley to face a giant tall as I am. You know, the odds was already against him. it. You know, it seemed that the odds was already against David. You know, all, everybody already, even the army on his side, the ones that should have been formed, the ones that have been backing, the ones that ought to have been running down in the valley with him to fight. But ain't nobody move all over shaking in the boots. <laughs> we can't be shaking in the boots, y'all. If you're shaking in the boots, <laughs> Lord Jesus, we shouldn't be shaking in our boots. You know, I, I thank God for my leader. I always come back to them, and I'm just so grateful, and I love them so much. And, and and I thank them, and I'm so thankful that she ain't, she ain't afraid to fight. They ain't afraid to pray. They ain't afraid to do none of that. <laughs> They're the kind of leader that you need. Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to get nobody to follow this ministry. I'm just bringing you the truth of God's holy word. And that's what I got to do. I got to teach you the truth. I got to bring forth the word of God so that you can get it. So that you can get in the right place at the right time. You know what? And I, I'm going to say this. Amen. When you're in the wrong place in the wrong time, what happens to people, sometimes innocent people, when they're in the wrong place at the wrong time? Something always happens. People sometimes get hurt. Some people, sometimes people get killed in the wrong place. They weren't, they weren't even supposed to be there. Some, some of you are in places you're not even supposed to be there. You're not even supposed to be there. And God is telling you not supposed to be there. But we don't listen to the true voice of God. We listen to everything else. And we don't listen to him when he speaks. 
And whoever God calls him to lead you in the right place in that right time, you need to go. Don't question God. He knows what's best for you. That's not stepping no authority over no, no woman. Stop it. Over a man that's not serving authority over a man. Stop it. That is not a truth. We need to get it right. Because we want to be in the right place at the right time to get our deliverance. David was in the right place at the right time for Saul and his army. If David had not been in that place, the army of God and Saul would have been destroyed because all of them was afraid. They couldn't help but to be afraid because their leader was afraid. Y'all seen people that'll do anything. Some people say when they're over them, you got leaders that control people just like this. They'll do anything. The, the, the leader tell them whether right or wrong. We got to get it right. It's time out for playing. Jesus is soon to return, and we got to get it right. We got to get in the right places and get in the right, uh, up under the right leaders so that we can do it. Elder always said we got to obey, and we got to obey our leader, and we got to be in the right places. You can't live your life in sin. Stop it. We got to get in the right place at the right time. No, you don't want to hear this message. And, you know, sometimes God has to give us a hard message so we can get it. We need to hear him. Don't let me. Because it's the voice of truth that speaks in me, the spirit of truth. And I have to give it to you the way he gives it to, to me. He, God wants us to be delivered and set free from the stuff that comes against us. How can we get set free? If we're not in the right place at the right time, I would not be today experience the blessings of God if I was not in the right place in the right time with the right leaders. I would have still been where I was, where I was. I would have been still in that same place, dying spiritually in every area of my life if I had not uh, received this woman of God as my leader. And pastor as my leader. I, I, I Lord, where would I be? That's what I asked, Lord. Where would I be without them? Where would I be? I thank you that you sent them at the right time and the right place in my life. That I could be delivered and set free from all things. And that's what a good leader does. A true leader of God, that's what they do. They ain't trying to make their pockets tight. They want you to experience the love of God. You want the experience of peace of God. You want the experience of deliverance and healing of God. But it's being in the right place at the right time. And we have to we have to we have to ask God where should we be? And that's what I had to do. I had to ask God where I needed to be. I had to pray about that thing. And I prayed for for a minute. And then it happened one day. I was drawn to elders house. And I went there. And that's where all this took place. At the right place at the right time. And I thank God for that. And I thank God for Elder. And I, I want you to get it. Because I see so many people that are walking around. And they need deliverance. And they need healing. And, and, and they're in all these places. But they get no healing and no deliverance. What's the use of being on a ministry and you ain't receiving nothing? You walk around scared, shaking in your boots. 
You walking around ain't got no deliverance and a frown on your face. You barely making it. You're not receiving the blessing of God. You're not receiving the fruits of the Spirit. You ain't receiving nothing. Nothing. You know, I thank God for his word. If we will receive his word, when he brings forth the word, and if we will apply that word to our life daily, then we could see the deliverance and healing. But I'm, I'm, I'm real with you when I tell you, you got to be in the right place. You got to be under the right leader. You got to be under the right ministry. You got to be in the right places at the right time to receive all of this. Every ministry? No, you're not for every ministry. I'm not for every person, you know. Uh, but there is a leader for you. There's a leader that can lead you and bring forth deliverance and help you get over your fear, help you to fight the giants in your life. Whatever your giant may be, it might be your finances, it might be trouble in your marriage, it might be your children acting foolish, your husband not acting right, your wife not acting right. That might be your battle. But if you're in the right place at the right time and you receive whoever the leader that God has sent unto you. And as elders say, if you will be obedient and follow that leader, do as you instructed, you're going to get delivered. It's no way that you can come unto Jesus and not change. And your life not change. It's something wrong with the picture. If you are not changing, if you go on in every Sunday, Every Sunday you going into the church, but you coming out the same way. Ain't not, nothing changed in your house. Ain't nothing changed in your finances. Ain't nothing changed. Nothing changed. You know? So I want to encourage you to pray about that thing. You know, I, I, I didn't get here by myself. God placed my leaders in my life to get me where I am today. I'm still learning. I'm teachable. We got to be teachable. You know, we got to be teachable. We got to be willing to learn. We got to be really willing to receive correction and all those things. I had to learn how to do all of that, too. I had to learn all that. I'm not telling you something that I have not done. Because I want you to get it. And I want you to get delivered. I want you to get set free. I want you to have the joy that I got so you won't be shaking in your boots. I, I, I don't want you shaking in your boots. But the Bible tells us that David defeated the giant, Goliath. And, and and the word tells us, let's see what verse it was. Okay, I think I read it. Okay. Yeah, verse 50. It says, so David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in David in the hands of David. So God was with David. And God defeated that giant. The battle wasn't uh, David's battle. The ba the battle was really God's battle. And, and the victory was already won when David stepped down in the valley. You know what? Some people, I'm going to say, I'm going to use me. I'm going to say me. Uh, my testimony is that the day that apostle, apostle, a prophet, why I stepped in my life, the battle was already won. When David stepped down in that valley, the battle was already won. I'm about to get it. 
because it was already won. And I always said that when a prophet, true prophet of God comes into your life, if you receive that prophet, you know, what it says that if we praise the Lord, his mercies endure forever. If we believe in God and we believe in the prophet, so shall we prosper. That means we're going to win. We're going to win, 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 win. The battle is already won. The battle was already won when David went down in the battle. God sent him in there at the right time in the right place. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. God said, I think God got, <laughs> look at this whole arm sitting over here taking in the boots. Scared. <laughs> so he said, David, I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. And that's why I believe that each and every one of us, God wants us to be delivered and be healed. He wants us to win the battle. He just said we weren't going to live in this world and not go through nothing. He didn't say that in the world. He, he didn't say that in the word. He tells us that we're going to go through many afflictions and many things in in, in, um, in our lives, but he, he promised us that he would deliver us from them all. You know, when Jesus came, he had 12. He was the leader over them 12. And they followed Jesus as he taught them how to be leaders. So we got to get sure that we get up under the right leaders so that we can receive all that God has. It's very important for us to be in the right place at the right time. It don't really matter how we got where we are. It's the fact that we get up and we pray and ask God where where we need to be, who are our leaders. And that's, you know, like I, I always say, you know, we need to ask God, talk to God, and ask him. You know, I had to ask God, who was going to lead me? Who was going to be my leader? And I thank God for my leader. And so we got to be under the right leaders at the right place in the right time so we can receive that deliverance, that we can receive that healing, that we can see that deliverance. It doesn't matter. Whether it be a woman or a man, the, the thing is you want to make sure that they're sent by God, that they are anointed, that they, uh, they are walking by what they preach. You want to make sure that they, uh, the Holy Spirit is operating in them. You want, to know, you want to make sure that the power of God is operating because that's where you're going to get your deliverance. We got to get it right, y'all. You know, God wants us to live the abundant life. He wants us to be set free. He wants us to have everything that he promised. He don't want us to be defeated. You know, people get defeated when they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. So I want you to get in the right place at the right time under the right leader so that you can be delivered. And, you know, the, the word tells us that David was in this place, and I, I believe if David had not been in this place at this time, Saul and the honor would have been destroyed. Because they weren't going to fight them. Because they were too scared. I guess they were they were shaking in the booth and ready to run when they ran down in the valley. But they were too afraid to fight them. They had lost the faith. I want to encourage you today, don't lose the faith. Pray and ask God to put you in the right place. Put you on a, the, the right leader. Put you on a, the right pastor, or teacher, or evangelist, or, uh, 
ministry, put you under the right ministry so that you can receive the things of God, so you can receive the blessings, so you can get deliverance, and so that you can get healing. Because God meant for, that's what he sent Jesus for, so that we can be healed, delivered, and set free. Ain't nobody come to Jesus and, and want to be uh, healed, delivered, and set free and not get set free. That is not the truth. You cannot be on our ministry. Jesus ministered. Everybody that came to Jesus, they were healed, delivered, and set free. They won the battle. And so if he, as Jesus, was doing his ministry, it's the same thing today. We got to get back to the, the word of God. We got to believe in his prophets. We done got away from that. We done got away from that. I don't know why how we got away from that, but we got away from that. So we got to get to that. We got to get back to the things of God. And we got to get some truth. We're getting a lot of watered down messages. We're getting a lot of prosperity messages. We're getting all this stuff, but it ain't helping us in our lives. We're still going through the same thing. You know, so I want to encourage you today. To, to, to pray about that thing. Pray about it and ask God, where is the right place for you to be, for you to grow, so you can grow in that place, that you can you, you can develop that relationship with um, with God. You know, I was in the church, and I was going in and out of the church. I heard him talk about God. I heard him talk about Jesus, but I ain't had no relationship with him. How are we going to get one? <laughs> How are we going to get one? Somebody had to lead me there. Somebody had to get me in that place. Somebody had to teach me how to get there. Somebody had to show me the way. Somebody had to show me how to get to that place. How do I get to know Jesus? How do I get there? How do I win this battle? How do I win this war? God's going to work through people. He got leaders that teach us and show us the way of God. If they are sent, anointed, and appointed, sanctified, justified by God. We ain't talking about somebody that just went and started a ministry because they got a gift. Because they got a gift to speak. Because they got a gift to, to sing. And we all our time, we love to sing and we play, get played on the emotion. But then at the end of the day, we ain't got nothing. We ain't got nothing to feed our soul. So we got to get it right, y'all. We got to get it right. We got to get in the right place at the right time. And it don't matter, God, if God can speak through a donkey. I see God speak to me through children. Children. I just received it. Yeah, as I said earlier, the drunk man spoke to me. That was the truth. If I had tried to win this battle on my own, I would have lost it. Because I couldn't win it on my own. I needed God. I needed his guidance. I needed leaders of God. I needed the true leaders of God to help me on this Christian journey. But I, I thank God for his word. And just know that you got to be in the right place at the right time as David were and, uh, was and the, that the, the, the army of God, the arm of Israel, and Saul now, they won the battle because of David. Because God had him in the right place at the right time. God knew that he would not be shaking in his boots. <laughs> he would not be afraid to, to go in and run and fight this guy. He had faith to fight. 
big giant. So we got to have faith to fight. We got to have some true leaders. And as I said earlier, if you don't know who your leaders are, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing in ministry. Don't try to do ministry by yourself. Pray and ask God, and he will, he will give you the answer. We just don't seek God. We got to seek God in all things, amen. To God be the glory. We want to be in the right place at the right time so that you can receive what God has for you. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and open up the, um, give you the open invitation to Christ. If you don't know him, if you would just say this prayer, Lord, I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. Come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin with a godless sorrow. Come into my heart. Save me. Help me. Help me to change my life. Help me to be in the right place at the right time. Lord, send me your true leader so that I can experience your love, your grace, and your mercy, uh, your forgiveness, your abundance. Help me, Lord, to live right. Help me to live holy. I receive you. I believe that you lived, died, and rose again just for me. I receive you as my Savior. Amen. And if you would say that prayer and you honestly repent of your sin, if you would just uh, inbox me on Facebook and let me know, I want to welcome you to the body of Christ. And I, as I said earlier, I want to encourage you to follow this ministry, follow Without Walls Worldwide Ministry. Amen. Um, I'm under that umbrella, Without Walls Worldwide Ministry, under the leadership of Pastor and Pastor Ryle. Amen. So I want to encourage you to follow all of the ministries that are up under Without Walls Worldwide Ministry. If you are a church goer, like I used to be just a church goer, I want to encourage you to get your life right with God. If you're going forth and in and out of a church every Sunday and your life has not changed and you're still living in sin and you're doing whatever you're big enough and bad enough to do, then it's time to get your life right. And I want to encourage you to pray. And I want you to simply say, Lord, save me. And if you said that prayer and you honestly repent, just inbox me on Facebook, Elaine Jackson, and you can leave me a, a message on Voice of Truth. You can send me a message there, amen, if you have um, came to Christ for real. And if you are a backslide, I want to encourage you to rededicate your life to Christ. Come back to your first love. So come back to him now while you still have time. While the blood is yet running wrong in your veins, we're going to have to get out of here. We are running out of time. But I do want to encourage you to tune in Tuesday night to my leaders, Pastor and Pastor, at 9 o'clock on Block Talk Radio. Um, we do hope and pray that you uh, listen to Pathetic Corner today from 5 to 6. Uh, Prophet and Mom for the first half of the hour power and Voice of Truth is the second half. We want to encourage you to listen on Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Um, for Elder Evangelist Versa Askews here on Block Talk Radio. I also want to encourage you, if you have not purchased my ebook, The Heart Reflection, it's only two ninety nine. We want to encourage you to do that in the name of the Lord. And we want to encourage you to become a wild partner for an offering of $25 or more. If you want to do that, hit me up on Facebook, and we're going to get out of here. Now to him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you falling before his presence, of his glory with the seed and joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. God loves you, and I love you too, here at Voice of Truth Worldwide Ministry. Meet you here next week at the same time. Be blessed.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.